0: And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Gem. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Gem. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. So the Democratic convention just ended this past week and you're probably wondering is he going to talk about Michelle Obama's speech or Kamala Harris and Barack Obama and what he said and everything and Joe Biden and all that no actually not all I have to say is just one to two sentences that I feel pretty much sum up the Democratic convention which is this while trying to paint Trump as the evil dictator that In reality, they're ultimately seeking to become the Democratic Convention was just a collection of voices using flowery words to talk about their utopian vision to seize more control over our lives and continue stripping away our constitutional rights, which will be a detriment to the very people they claim to care about. of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether we're on Facebook or Snapchat, it's at Trend Chat 24-7. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Brian L. Bledsoe. <laughs> All right. That's that's a little smoother than before. So, yeah. So, appreciate everyone coming in, listening. And if you're <laughs> somewhat watching on YouTube, which I don't mention often, but, yeah, we're on YouTube as well. And if um, it's just a picture, though, it's not you just hear it's just the audio and it's, it's kind of weird because we haven't done, I think the last time we did any sort of video was, I don't know. It's been a while and I understand doing video would very, I, it's not probably will help this podcast, but it just, the fact of me being on the road and the factors of trying to record and all of that. I mean, I know I do the, the Blexit Texas podcast, which is, you know, that's just video. And, so, I mean with that, but that's that's just video. So I and I don't handle any of the, you know, behind the scenes stuff on that podcast. That's just me basically coming on every Sunday and that's it. This podcast is all everything you hear is, you know, I'm involved and having to do everything really. And so it just it it, it became very hard to try to do any sort of video and audio. And so I just had to stick with audio and maybe do the occasional video every now and then anyway i just mentioned that because i just thought about youtube and us being on there as well so appreciate you listening and i'll i guess i should say right now just you know like share and subscribe you know tell everyone that you that that you know about this podcast that you you know that you heard about this you know trend chat podcast and we'll just continue to grow and but as of right now, this is episode 108, 182 and eighty two, and we're on the I guess the countdown to two hundred to where we'll probably um, at this moment be the end of the of this podcast. So which will probably be around it probably the end of this year or maybe the beginning of next year. So I'm not gonna get too much more into that. I talked about that in the last episode, but um actually. Uh, in as in a way i think I may need to go ahead and do the uh <laughs> um the what the inventory update in a way because not because in well there's some news so I guess let's get to it Uh, hit the wrong button. Oh, so <laughs> um as far as the inventory goes, like I said, as far as I guess the pandemic supplies goes, nothing's really changed. Um, as I've gone to different places, most of the the shelves are pretty much stocked, except for a couple of things. Um, I think I mentioned a number of times where disinfectant spray is still very hard to find. Disinfectant wipes, those two in particular, are pretty hard to find. Or, um, um, I guess hand wipes, like sanitizing hand wipes or still like you fi- You can find hand sanitizer pretty easily. I, you know, I go, I've gone to a number of, um, retail stores where now they don't even have the, the limit for hand sanitizer because they have so much now. And, um, so, but that's really not what I wanted to, get, um, to mention about this particular inventory update because now you have tropical storms and hurricanes, you know, this is hurricane season. And that is actually where back when the whole pandemic started back in March, that was kind of like how it felt as far as people panic buying all the toilet paper and, and water. And so this is more of the typical, um, uh, event that's that's going to happen with the hurricanes in you know in the southern region and on the east coast, and so you're going to have supplies dry up there really quickly again because of hurricanes. So that may affect everyone as well, on top of what's already going on with the pandemic. So I would just, with that in mind, you may want to you know if there's still things that you're trying to get. Like I said, whether it's disinfectant spray or wipes or whatnot, um, you may need to really, if you can't find it, you know, definitely be more on the lookout if you're trying to find it in the next couple of months, because now you're going to have another factor in play with the hurricanes uh, with, uh, you know, whether some of these stores get totally demolished or or where they're totally you know what people are going buying everything out of that store then you you know we as truck drivers go back and replenish those stores just like we did across the country during the pandemic so so um so yeah i mean it's nothing i've seen so far unless you live down in in those areas but um i guess i just want to give people somewhat of a heads up about that when it comes to you know just anything it can affect um any product really it just depends on what's what was hit and and whatnot so yeah so i just want to put that out there um right right quick for you so that's it and am not now i was gonna play the bit the the little sound again just i haven't coordinated my sounds to be smooth with that because mainly because i don't practice to be completely honest with you I'm doing it right now and I won't I probably won't do it again until the next episode I need to practice so it can go smoothly that being said that's something I need to do while not talking on this podcast right now but I do want to bring up where so we're still in in this pandemic and we still are dealing with A lot of uh, government officials and um, and municipalities and just, you know, states and federal government all all over where, you know, we have these mandates. And then you have some of these. um, A lot of the states are still on lockdown and uh, you have certain um, certain places that can't be open and then certain places are open. And and I mean, you already had with uh, Pastor John MacArthur with as far as churches go and and him being out in California and and him basically defying the state of California and continuing to have in person uh, church service. And um, and so you just you're seeing a lot of this, you know, across the country, whether it's something that's been um, in the. I guess in the mainstream or at least has been highlighted with um, Pastor MacArthur, or just, you know, either, you know, other people that you don't hear about. And th- this this whole pandemic has, has really shown me something I wasn't surprised by, but it's just where you have people who are very. Um, you have a lot of people who are very trusting of our government and even when it comes to the the mask mandates and, um, whenever a vaccine come out where I would not be surprised you have people who would be in favor of mandatory vaccines, you know, the mandatory, you know, vaccinations of everyone in the state. I'm pretty sure you have the same people that want that for on a federal level. And I would hope president Trump would not do that. Um, would not, you know, agree to anything like that. And, but one thing when it, when it comes to this for me, especially amongst Christians, I guess, I feel like this just overall, um, I guess the acceptance of big government, I feel, kind of comes from this whole, what we call, I guess, a secret sensitive churches that we have, where, we, and this is not just for churches, but I'm just kind of focusing on churches where they, you know, have this uh, method as far as, because you hear it in a lot of Christian books where it's pretty much they have the belief that people are. Generally good, which when you read the Bible, that is that is totally opposite. Where you know our, our hearts are, you know, deceitfully wicked, and we are. <clears throat> I feel like we, as Christians as a whole, seem like or have bought in to the sense that we're, you know, everybody just good people. And they want <laughs> they won't use their power to seize all sorts of control over us or or want absolute you know power because you know most people are generally good people, so we should have no problem giving them all the power that you know to do what needs to be done, which like I said that <laughs> Biblically, that does not—that's um, not the case. <laughs> and, but like I said, because of that, because this whole notion and not really following what it says in the Bible, that a lot of people and Christians included are just have no problem in giving government as as much power and unlimited power if they want because they feel like. You know for the most part most people are gonna do the right thing which is history has has shown that's not the case especially when you give government so much power um but that's where we're at right now and so you so you're having and talking about Pastor John MacArthur you have a lot of Christians who are actually you know, speaking out against him because of what he's uh he was doing and you can Disagree and, you know, you may not want to open your church. I mean, that should be your choice. And I think that should be the issue because it's not so much about um whether you, you know, individually as a church or if you want to open it or not. It should not be a mandate given from the government. That's the problem. If you, you should have the choice, if you want to open it or not. I mean, mainly because the government is not over the church. I mean, if that, that is definitely something I think we've definitely has, um, have forgotten as Christians when it comes to our relationship with the government and it's not their place to, (laughs) to tell us as Christians in in particular, like, like we can't meet or worship or or dictate how we are going to, you know, do our business for the, I said for the most part, I mean, cause yeah, we, we try to follow, you know, the laws unless it goes against the word of God. And we're getting to the point to where you're hearing some of these governors or, well, some of these state officials where they're just like, we're just going to close church indefinitely. And that's no, Th- that should not be the case. Not only just because, I mean, cause it's regardless of, um, whether we're talking about churches, just in general, that shouldn't be the case because we've gotten to the point that whether we're talking about church or anything that we need to just, assess the risk of whatever, as of right now, we're talking about coronavirus, but we should assess the risk and have people make the choice for themselves what they're going to do. Stop shutting down businesses and, and everything like that and have people make their own choices. But, but we're not doing that right now. So, and I don't know if um, one thing have uh, has really shown to me with all this is that is going on is that well one thing I've already knew but a lot of people really rather have the sense of security and safety like that I mean I already knew that people normally value security and safety over liberty and freedom. <laughs> I just said that because that's the name of, name of the podcast with Blex of Texas is liberty and freedom. But I already knew that people already, you know, put that above their liberty and freedom because they really don't value their freedom. They don't really think about it because they haven't had to really fight for it. <laughs> it's just something that always been there. And so it's something you're not going to really miss until you don't have it anymore. Even though it's been chipped at little by little, um, throughout the decades, but still it's something that where once it's totally gone, that's when you're like, Oh, well, we had it, (laughs) we had it so good and we just gave this away. But I already knew that's where people kind of, most people kind of really, you know, value You know, as long as I'm long as government taking care of me, I'm fine. I'd rather give them more control than me having a having any personal responsibility. And so but I didn't know how much to where people just really don't care about (laughs) about it. Well, they're just willing to just, yeah, just, yeah, just take everything away. Yeah, tell me where I can go, tell me what, when I can eat, when I can get out of my house, and whenever. Um, oh, you have a vaccine? All right, just stick it in me, and, let, and then just let me keep doing what I, you know, whatever I'm doing, and just keep me entertained. What let me watch my NFL and NBA, just but take everything else away from me, I and I'll be just fine. like I said, until you get to the point where uh, whatever an individual wants to actually do something that the government really don't want you to do. And then, then they realize like, Oh, I I wanted to do this particular activity, but the government won't let me do it. And now you all of a sudden feel like, Oh, I guess I, I should have actually, you know, valued the, my rights beforehand. And by that time, you know, it'll be too late. So this is trend chat. Hey guys, this is Morgan Zegers, the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. We are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free, fair, and prosperous America for generations to come, all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism. If you're interested in watching our educational videos, donating to the cause, joining the Ask Coalition, or becoming a contributor, you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org. We hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country. Thanks! Hey, it's Lawrence Jones with Fox News. Check out Trend Chat with my brother Brian Blusso. So you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centric gear? Check out TrumpMode.com. And if you put in the code Trend Chat, you get 10% off so at trumpmug.com they have flags, coins, mugs, of course. So go to trumpmug.com, put in the code trench get 10% off. Again, trumpmug.com with the code trench for 10% off. All right. So I guess in going along with this pandemic, I guess one another thing that I hope people learn from this is that, and this goes for not only individuals but businesses as well, is that, so with everything, um, with, you know, you have unemployment, you know, skyrocketing because one, because of lockdown and everything that's been going on. And you've heard business after business, business that have declared bankruptcy and some that are not coming back at all after this is over. And, This is just a general statement, but I will hope people would, um, a lesson they will take from this. Now, hopefully this is, and I mean, this is a historic event, but I I don't want to say when something like this happens again, because I don't think, and I will hope something like this doesn't happen again, at least for a, a long time. But Regardless if we have something like a global pandemic that happens, everyone has emergencies in their lives and the businesses do too. it. And I would hope this would um, serve as a lesson when it comes to making sure that you have um, your debt in the order <laughs> and um, don't accrue too much debt or at least have some saving for a rainy day. And this right here would have been a really rainy day, and I would hope that that people would learn from this that maybe you should have more in the bank, more in your savings. And like I said, this goes for the individuals as, as well as businesses, because as, as well as you hear a lot of um, people that are not able to, you know, pay rent, pay their bills that goes the same for a lot of these, a lot of these businesses that weren't able to do the same because they were in debt. And so I think, you know, I know these are historic times, as I said, but you know, people should really take this into account for what you know, once we get out of this to try to watch your spending. I mean, and that goes for government as well. I know they're not going to listen to this, but, and I'm somewhat pessimistic. I don't think, you know, we as a people are going to really take heed to this either, <laughs> but I'm just saying that now, because that's what is really, that's what we're seeing out of, especially a lot of these businesses that are declaring bankruptcy because they were already in debt and they were already behind. And so when you have something like this hit, it was too much for them to bear. And then they had, you know, they had, to declare bankruptcy or just go out of business altogether. So, but in talking about the, you know, just businesses in general and, you know, and government as well, I know when we talk about, um, as I've talked about the, like the mandates that is going on um, from, you know, whether it's state or local, uh, you, know, you know, governments and all, you know, all of them, instituting all of these um, mandates, especially, I guess, in in specific, like, you know, mask mandates and and whatnot. And a lot of the companies, a lot of major companies, especially, have just announced themselves where they're just, they're requiring everyone to wear a mask and everything like that. And I, I know there's plenty of people who are Against you know, as far as wearing masks and and stuff like that. And like I said, I've mentioned before, as far as someone like myself, like I have no problem wearing a mask. My problem is the mandate. And so if any of these companies decided they wanted to make masks uh, mandatory on their own, that's up to them as a private business that I have no problem with now. Pretty much all major retailers have just said, you know, mass mandated. And a lot of times they just said, you know, because of our local government has, you know, has instituted mass mandates. That's why we're doing it. Well, some just said we're going to do it regardless of the local, the local laws or mandates. Now, a lot of these companies, I, I know a lot of times they'll say like, well, for our safety and don't get me wrong, I'm pretty sure that's part of it as well. But don't forget, there's another aspect to this because a lot of these companies are going so far with the mandates, whether they agree with it or not themselves as a company, they're going to do it mainly because of liability issues, because we're such a litigious society. (laughs) I mean, if you if you go to like a Walmart or a Target, and they don't have a mass mandate or, or some sort, and they get sick, they will be quick to want to want to sue that company. Like I said, whether it's a Walmart or a Target, they will be quick to sue, uh, even if they, it was their own <laughs> their own fault, if you know, or, or whatever reason, whether it's their fault or whatnot or whatnot, just because that. Store didn't mandate a mask. They they will probably be held liable because there'll be a lawyer just quick to want to to want to join that lawsuit to get a nice little payday. And like I said, we we see this all the time where we have all these lawsuits for all sorts of reasons. And a lot of times we some I mean some are worse, you know are, are worthy lawsuits, and some you just see like it just kind of go back to that notion, you know, that thought of personal responsibility where they're not, you know, taking any responsibility for anything and they're just making the company responsible for every single thing that happens. And so, I mean, if, if we didn't have, like I said, we, we didn't have a society where we just sue for every little thing. Also, if we didn't have judges that went along with this where they would actually reward people for suing for every little thing and i mean because you know you have a lot of judges out there who one will look at companies where they're like well uh, well, they got the money they can pay for it and they just they go right along with with whatever these lawsuits are going on or whatever i mean that's just a generalization i'm just saying but um But if we didn't have, if, if a lot of these lawsuits for some of this, some of these silly reasons, um, if they just were dismissed or didn't get anywhere, then a lot of companies will have, will feel, um, will feel like they don't have to basically, you know, go overboard when it comes to any sort of, um. You know, whether it's mandates. I mean, it's kind of the people the reason why we have so many instructions and so many like so many little signs on whether it's a, a bottle of shampoo or something like that is because all these companies are scared of being sued. And so they they put down some of the most mundane things on on a product because either they're trying to get ahead of someone wanting to sue for that reason, or they've already been sued for that reason. And they put it on that, whatever that warning is on the product. So, uh, you know, all the stuff that I'm saying is funny. Cause when I'm saying, I don't see in it in a way of this turning around because I just feel like it's just getting worse. And with this, again, with this whole pandemic, I feel like you're going to have, you know, you're going to have plenty of lawsuits. And in this sense, lawsuits, I hope come through against some of these, you know, government officials where they really overstepped their bounds as far as infringing on our rights. Now, those type of lawsuits, I think are worthwhile as far as protecting our civil rights. But, um, that's another thing we'll have to wait for. And once we get to the end of all this, whenever that is, uh, so, Anyway, one. Um, <laughs> there's one other thing I wanted to mention, and I'll get to it after another break. And after that, we will. I think we're going to have one more break. And then I guess we'll see after that. <laughs> anyway, let's hear a word from Expressions. This is Lacey Williams, the founder and president of Expressions Magazine, letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com or you can follow us on social media, on Instagram with the username of expressions mag, or on Twitter with the handle of at express Get your copy today. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. What's going on, folks? This is On Noir, and you're listening to Trend Chat. <laughs> It's Trend Chat. All right. So, um, you know, I saw this, I guess, an article from the Republican Party of Texas where the New York Times accused um, the Texas GOP of conspiracy theories because of a slogan. So, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, who has been on um, on the show a couple of times, uh, has been uh, elected as the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. And since then, one of the one of the changes and uh, from you know for the party is this new slogan, where you know it's "We Are the Storm." That's the name of the of the slogan. And so I don't know. So apparently that slogan has been used from other, um, I guess, uh, I guess other websites or, or other accounts. Um, and uh, I think it's one from, um, well, at least the New York times is saying that it's come from, um, uh, QA on. And if you don't know about that, I mean, I, I've, I've heard of it. I've seen some stuff, um, connected, um, to that. And, and I guess the New York times really don't like them because, because they see that connection somewhat because of that slogan that now they're saying that the Texas GOP is, you know, <laughs> believing in conspiracy theories. And also I know president Trump has mentioned some things or at least retweeted some stuff from people who follow, um, uh QA on, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. But my thing is that, well, one thing, whether it comes to, you know, what, whatever you call conspiracy theories, I mean, honestly, there's a, the word conspiracy theory has kind of been watered down because it seemed like everything is a conspiracy theory in a way, but whenever you talk about something, I don't know, something really outlandish, whether I, believe the conspiracy theory or not for me personally, I'm, I'm not surprised if I found, I found out that particular conspiracy theory is true. (laughs) So I may not believe it, but if it turns out that it's true, it doesn't shock me put it that way, (laughs) because for for me, this kind of goes back to what I mentioned at the beginning, the depravity of, you know, us as humans, has no bounds because, as I mentioned before, we are fallen people. We are sinful people. Our hearts are deceitfully wicked. So, if there was some sort of like, and just horrible atrocity that is happening, that has been considered a conspiracy theory, and then all of a sudden considered found out to be true, as sad it as it would be, regardless of whatever it is. It wouldn't shock me because, yeah, we um, we are capable of great evil. I mean, that shouldn't shock anyone if you look at history. So. But it's funny to me is that, you know, liberals are just quick to claim anything conspiracy theory that makes, you know, that puts. Progressives or Democrats or liberals that put them in a negative light—they'll quit to want to dismiss it as a "oh, that's that's nonsense, that's conspiracy theory." Yet they have the same the same thought over anything that is that will put a Republican or conservative in a negative light. Their standard is just as much as, or even less than, a lot of these conspiracy theories that they're saying that (laughs) that are out there. If it's something that makes Trump look bad or, you know, conservative look bad, their standard is it doesn't take much for them to believe whatever it is as fat. And that is coming from the so-called objective media, your CNNs, your ABCs, your CBS and whatnot, your mainstream media. So. So just wanted wanted to um Just wanted to say that. And and I know one thing I saw probably about a a week ago and where I saw this uh, Black Lives Matter leader in Chicago where she was justifying looting, where it doesn't matter because it's she doesn't care because in her mind, that's reparations. And that shouldn't shock anyone. In a sense, because we've seen ever since all of these, you know, riots that's been looting that have been going on where they just tend to want to justify it by any means just to continue doing what they want to do. So now they're seeing that reparations and I feel like over the for decades, I feel like that's kind of been the goal just to just take whatever they can and see it as some sort of, you know, vehicle for reparations. So whether it's through government by taking as much possible, regardless, I mean, whether it's welfare or whatever, just whatever, as much as we can get from the government, we are owed that that's how I think, you know, Especially people in Black Lives Matter would see it, that they feel like we are old whatever we can get. If we can't get outright reparations, then we'll just we'll take whatever we can take. So if it's from the government where whether they're giving us whether it's programs or just outright money, if we get that, great. And if we just have to just rob and steal that's still considered reparations. And I feel like that's as this, you know, leader in the black lives matter in Chicago, put it, I feel like that's where, you know, that's basically wh- wh- how they think. So, but one thing I want to bring back to what I mentioned before is that, you know, I do a podcast every Sunday on, um, Blexit Texas Facebook page. It, it's me and Harper price. And one thing as far as myself being uh, being involved with Blexit Texas is that we need to have an alternative in the black community. And I think that, you know, that's what Blexit is um, to Black Lives Matter and, you know, movement for black lives and all these other Marxist um, organizations that are out there and that have been out there for you know, for decades and just under different names. And it's good to have an, an, an alternative in the community. And I will hope Blexit to continue to grow. And as an advisor to continue to, to help out in the way I can. So like I said, it's on the Blexit Texas Facebook page every Sunday. Actually, uh, we plan to have Brandon Tatum who has been on, uh, on here a couple of times we, Plan to have him on um, for August twenty third. I think. Well, that's the day we're posting this episode. So, <laughs> so you may be listening to this, and that may be going on. But you can listen to this, and at another time, or listen. Yeah. You know, either way, it's there. Like, if you like, share, and subscribe. Especially if you subscribe, then you would know. You have you know whatever time you feel comfortable to listen to this podcast. So, there. That's another incentive for you to subscribe, whether it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, the podcast outlet of your choice that we're on, at least. So, now I guess one last thing I wanted to mention before we go is that to kind of talk about movies in a little bit, because I saw this article about. Um a reboot of a movie that was made back in, the, I think it back in the eighties. But anyway, uh, I don't know if you remember, I, well, I forgot the name of the original, was like two men and a baby or three men and a baby, but it was made back in the eighties. So, so they're looking to reboot that movie. And I don't know if for some reason that got my interest because so for one, they already cast one of the men, and that's going to be Zach Efron. It's going to be one of the three men and Zach Efron. If you don't know, um, he was in a, I guess a high school, high school musical. <laughs> I, that's the one I can pick out. I guess if you're, if you got kids um, from Disney or something, you see him on, in, on there. Um, well, he was on there. <laughs> um, he played that Ted Bundy movie for, I think it was on Netflix. Uh, and, he <laughs> also played in Baywatch, which is whew, that was I almost walked out of that movie. Like I normally don't walk out of movies. I can normally find something interesting regardless of how bad it is or just watch it for how bad it is and see how bad it can get. <laughs> but Baywatch, I was close to walking out. I mean, I've like I said, I don't walk out. I've only walked out of one movie ever. And that was a movie called Redline. And there was like a fast and furious knockoff made back in, I don't know, 2000 something. It had Eddie Griffin in it, but it was just so bad the way I didn't even care how bad it was. It just, it was just, I really felt like it's I just, there was nothing interesting I could find out of it. And I just, like I just left, but that's the only movie I ever walked out of anyway. Baywatch. Yeah. That wasn't that good of a movie, but Zach Efron was in it. So he's one of the, one of the men of the three men and whatever baby that, that they have. And I was just thinking, as far as casting goes, I don't know why. It's just something that I was thinking about that given in this time of where, you know, rep you know, representation is just so important, especially amongst, you know, um, people in Hollywood. That Everyone, you know, got to represent everyone and got to be so woke and everything. And I'm just thinking three men. All right. You already got your straight right you know i guess i guess he's gonna be straight he may play not well he can't play a gay character because he's not gay unless he comes out to be gay or something so because so yeah so y'all have a straight white male in zach air fron so now you got two more roles and so i'm thinking it's a, the other two guys are going to be gay one's going to be a person of color uh, so you're going, you know, have two gay guys, one white, maybe another white guy, maybe two people of color um, that are gay, or one of is going to be gay, or maybe maybe one of them is trans, uh, something like that. Given that it's Disney, they might not go the whole trans route. Maybe, or maybe they're really trying to push the issue, and maybe they might actually get a trans person and or, and try to really, you know, challenge the 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 gender roles as far as, I mean, this is called three men and a baby. I'm surprised even saying that it's probably not called three persons and a baby or something like that. But yeah, so it could be, um, yeah, I'm just thinking it's going to be something like that. And I would not be surprised as far as, you know, the baby that it's going to be that they probably would, um, have some sort of, I guess some sort of dialogue about, or whether it's a boy or a girl or should they even call it a boy or a girl or talk about gender fluid fluidity and all of that, and all that's probably going to be in a movie. <laughs> and so anyway, I don't know. That was just something that i just, I was thinking about, but, um, so we're, we're going to end it end it there. I think it's a, yeah, that's a good place to end it in a way, I guess. So again, like, share and subscribe. I appreciate everyone listening. And so what, nope, actually, stop the music stop the music stop the music stop the music we have not because we definitely want to do this so we have had our um let's go let's let's make sure we pull this up normally i would just let this go but i got i got to do our what is it got to make sure we got we got to shout out the locations this time We definitely got to do it this time for a particular reason. So, so now let's go, let's get the music. Let's get the music. So, cause yep. Okay. I mean, if I'm just going to stop the ending for this, it better be good, (laughs) but yeah, we got to do the the locations, even though I literally just forgot about it, but we, we got to do it now for and we're going to go through, we're just going to do, um, I guess let's just start with the cities. So, look now, India, that's number 10, and then from going from there. So, St. Peter's, Missouri, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Lincoln, Nebraska, St. James, Michigan, Summerall, Mississippi, uh, Siena, she- India, Waco, nebraska grill south carolina brisbane australia now those are the cities now by if you're paid attention that's a reason why i wanted to talk about this i want to make sure i talk i know talk about these locations but we're gonna go back you know going to the to the countries now so now we have canada france australia india with 21 percent and obviously, the United States at seventy-one percent listenership to this podcast, Trenchat. So, anyway, nope. Stop the music. Stop that music now. Because reason why I wanted to bring that up because we just started in India. I mean, well, we started on a on a service in India uh, about a week ago, and from that, like I said, there were two cities in India that was already on the list And in India accounted for 21 percent of the listenership so like i I wanted to make sure i mentioned that because i want to say hey everyone in india (laughs) if you're listening to this thank you for listening to trend chat so i definitely didn't want to forget that um so yeah and you know i I, it's really is surprising and like i said when i found out that we're on the service in India and then saw the numbers for India like a day afterwards, it was just, wow. Okay. (laughs) So yeah. And, um, and I also seeing Australia on there, which is ironic because I was at a Trump, uh, Trump boat parade and met someone that said she was from Australia and she moved, um, to Texas in the, in the two years ago. And so, you know, it was just funny seeing that. I mean, I'm guessing that's not, it wasn't them. I don't think they flew back down to Australia just to listen. <laughs> but maybe they told someone, because I did give them my card. So maybe they, you know, told some friends down in Australia, hey, listen to this I'm not even going to try to do Australian accent. So. Listen to this guy, Brian. We met him in Texas. Listen to his podcast. Told some friends down in Australia. Now they're, you know, I'll sh- see them on, you know, as far as the locations in for. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just had to, had to say that. Okay, now we can start the music back again as far as the ending, because now w- this is in. And so I appreciate everyone listening, especially, you know, as I mentioned, Australia, Canada, France all the states all the cities i just mentioned you know again if you want to hear your city and state tell your friends and family and maybe you're here there you know their city on <laughs> on the next episode so like share subscribe all you know your favorite podcast outlets we're available so until next time we'll chat with you later Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest tops for under eighteen bucks, Jansport backpacks for twenty five percent off, and thirty percent off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra fifteen percent and picked up Kohl's cash. So yeah, not sure who's more excited right now—me or the girls? Select styles, fifteen percent off ends August fifteenth. Levi's coupons do not apply. Limited exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details.